Hi, my name is Love, Joanna Trey Love. Welcome to my podcast, a place where we can open our hearts, heal from Earth's medicine, and talk about love. I'm really excited to share this journey with you, as well as share a few things just about me, some things from my heart, some funny stories, and some of my favorite things that have helped me along the way heal, uplift, and inspire. So come on, let's get started. I thought today we would open up the topic about a journey and talk about what it's like to go on the journey of self-love. I started this journey mm, probably about 10 years ago. And let me tell you, it wasn't always easy. It certainly feels way better now than it did then. I'm going to guess that if I had known how many ups and downs there were and how much pain there was involved, I may not have done it. However, I'm on the other side. So looking back is easy to say it's a must for all souls. It started the day I decided that I was going to get divorced. (laughs) I'm not an advocate for divorce. However, I knew for me, I was in a marriage that didn't serve me. See, it all went back to this little cute story of love. You know, that, that white picket fence all those great shows that show us what families look like. Oh my gosh, I probably watched every Disney movie. And I was convinced that that is what my husband would be like, the love of my life would be like. I was convinced that that's what it's like because as a child growing up, I didn't have, I didn't have the best role models. I, I was raised by a household of women, women that were independent, and single. And at one point when my mom did get remarried, you know, I was I was observing uh two humans that were hurting and and loving and hurting and loving and and feeding more of the abusive cycle than not. So as a child observing that, I think I I think I connected in the daydreams, in the fantasy that was found on TV. So all of those shows of the 90s, <laughs> they really um, created this fairy tale for me that told the story of love. And uh, as, as I continued on my journey and um, moved through life as, as a young woman, I found men, many, many, you know, antidotes for beauty that... Uh, I guess, told us all in one way or another that if you're beautiful, you'll be loved. So I put that in my toolbox. And and now with uh, the tools in there being one of what Disney and the movies of the 90s showed me as love, and now this other tool of if you're beautiful, you'll get loved. Wow, I was off to a really good start. So it was no wonder that when I met my husband at the time, we entered a relationship that was based off of some of those those fantasies, 
those expectations. And as the real life hit us and we became young parents and started to um, figure out how to run a household and and um, show up as parents, it was really, really evident to both of us how different we were. See, we had never talked about, you know, idealisms of what would life would look like as a married couple or where our moral compasses were and how very different they actually were. I did in fact marry a dear friend. So we had our friendship and that carried us many, many years. It wasn't until I hit my, I want to say my thirties that I really started to feel empty. I noticed that even if I was in a room full of people, I felt alone. And even if I had all of the riches surrounding me, I felt like I had nothing. And what I realized was that I was living a life that was very beautiful. My goodness, we had pretty Christmas cards. But I was living a life without ever plugging into anything that was just for me. I fell into these characters, these characters of my my husband's last name, Mrs. And I fell into these characters called, you know, room mom and mama and mommy and uh, teacher and volunteer, right? And I fell into these characters that made me happy, kept me busy, but never really touched the depth of my heart. So I knew from a place of knowing what I believed and how I truly felt and really what I really needed. Many years went on. And believe me when I say this, I love being a mom. It's the greatest job I've ever had. But that's just it. It's a job. It's a part of me that cares and loves for not one, not two, not three, but four humans. I was a mom now four times. And with each child, they taught me how to love more and more. But they also gave me a new set of eyes. And with those set of eyes, I could see vaguely through their lenses and what, what it might be that they were hearing, what it might be that they were seeing, what it might be that they were feeling. And I grew a deep, profound level of compassion. And it was in that compassion and that ability to open and understand these four humans so that I could best care for them that I found a little bit of a little bit of envy all in the most positive way of course. I envied how loved and nourished they were. I envied how loved and nourished they were. And in having that support, they were able to be creative and be fearless and express their feelings. It was through, you see, becoming the parent that I wanted to be, 
versus the parent that I had, that I realized that maybe some of the belief systems I was carrying along weren't necessarily mine either. And that if I had the opportunity to become the parent that I wanted to be and to create change and do things and say things and be things differently than I experienced, maybe I could create that for myself too. So I started to look at my life and I started to really become aware of the different things in my life that I was putting my attention on. I started to pray and, and I learned a whole lot about movement and how therapeutic it was, something I hope to share with you in time. One of the greatest gifts I did find was meditation and yoga. And when I learned how to combine the trifecta, I call it, the balance between the mind, the body, and the spirit. When I learned how to use earth's medicine to feed me, I felt better. When I learned how to move with intention, I felt strong and empowered. And when I used those two to uplift and feed my spirit so that I can connect more and more to myself, you know what I found? I found love. I found self-love. And that in itself marked the beginning and the end. It marked the beginning of a very new chapter in my life, but it also ended my marriage. That decision gave me the strength to find my independence, to express my truth, and to learn how to live again as a single woman and now a single mom. Yes, I had to, I had to accept the fact that I was going to break my family in order to discover this. But I also had to stand in truth saying that I wasn't in a healthy environment that was serving me or my children. No, it didn't mean that it was an overwhelming, aggressive environment, but there was emotional neglect. And when your partner and your parent is emotionally unavailable, while it's not blatant, physical, aggressive abuse, it's a form of emotional abuse. And that drought was really affecting me. And you know that expression, if mom's not good, (laughs) we're not good. So I learned in that moment, as I loved myself, (laughs) how much fear, how much fear was really disabling me. I started to notice the awareness of different anxieties that came up when I, you know, would 
contemplate my independence and what it would be like to be a single mom. And there were often moments that my fear won. And I had to take a few steps back and learn some some lessons. Nonetheless, I was really, really committed to this. And through my commitment to love myself, I made a lot of mistakes. I failed one relationship after the next with friends, with intimate relationships, you know, from dating to uh, new girlfriends that I was hanging out with. You see, I had to find a whole new life after being married. I was stripped of many of the comforts and given a clean slate, which had many attributes, but also provided me with a lot of lessons and a lot of learning. Through each lesson, I could feel myself break open more and more. And with every piece that I fell into, I became a part of. And as I collected those pieces, I found new things out about me. (laughs) And I learned that when you put your pieces back together, kind of like a puzzle, those cracks that you can see, I learned that that's where our light comes through. And I learned that from seeing and feeling someone else's pain after I had learned a lesson. I could feel my compassion and love come through those cracks and beam them in the form of light to that person that was now experiencing just the same, but by their own terms. As I grew older, I grew wiser. And boy, did I experience a lot in my 30s. It was awesome to turn 40, let me tell you. And just when I had thought that I had learned it all and I was ready to be healed and to live that empowered 40-year-old woman self, yeah, God let me know, no, sweetheart, you're not done yet. And he knocked me off my feet, literally, through an abusive hand. Not one time, but many. See, even though I had grown older and wiser, and even though I had known a few things, I hadn't known the trenches like this one. And this trench of abuse changed my life and affected my children so much that it was the catalyst for the rest of my life.
I do believe that God puts people in our life to teach us. And I do believe that those teachers come in all forms. Although it is never easy to thank someone for hurting you. When you realize the gain and the lesson learned from that pain, you no longer suffer. You become someone that's enlightened and have a new space to love from. So today, as I share with you a little piece of my heart, I hope it triggers you. I hope it makes you feel curious. And I hope it makes you want a little more. Because I'll be back and we'll talk more about love. Every second, 11th, and 22nd of every month, look for me. Let's open up a new chapter together. Let's connect from our heart. Let's share stories from lovers near and far on every level of the spectrum. And let's allow Earth's medicine to enhance us and embody us as we hear from different healers and holistic practitioners, gurus and experts of themselves as they share their story of healing and how their trifecta, you know, that body, mind, and soul connection made them a game changer and a difference maker too. All right, one last thing. Are you ready? Put your hand on your heart. Take a deep breath in. As you exhale, ground into the earth. Do you feel that? That's your life. And the sheer fact that I'm here and you're here means we're alive. And if you're alive, that's your purpose. So walk the path. Seek your truth. Face your north. And let's talk about love. I'll see you next time.